You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism, the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet just in case you fancy giving them a watch. And I hope you're doing alright. Um, if I'm very red, it's because it's absolutely roasting outside. Um, just I'm, I'm not dying that I'm aware of, alright, so don't get worried. It's just this heat, I do terrible in heat, and like last night it didn't drop below 20 degrees. And the way new build houses are built with like two layers of bricks, insulation boards, breeze block, then plasterboard. Once it holds that heat, it doesn't let it go. So it might be 20 degrees outside, it's 30 degrees inside. So I am absolutely roasting. And 99% of houses in the UK don't have air conditioning and I'm one of them. So uh, I've got a portable unit, but it's so noisy you'd never hear me. So that's why I'm sat here sweating, talking to you. Um, Still got a cough going on, so I'm trying my hardest to not cough. But if I do any big coughs or a cough often, I'll, I'll turn it down or uh, cut them out. But you know me, I don't like to edit. I don't like to do that edit because I want you to see me in all my autistic glory, I suppose. Um, but speaking of such things, of autism, um, and I don't want you to tut or sigh or go, I knew this was coming. All right, so... What I'm doing on YouTube is not going to change, okay? So I'm still going to do these videos. Um, so I'm always going to do the, the general videos so long as I've got topics to cover. I'm always going to do those topics related to the news where I don't lose my nut too much over the, uh, the news article where autism is related. Um, but there are some things that I'm going to move over to Patreon. All right, so um, it's not changing anything. So if you're just a general watcher, you don't know much about my life with, you know, the random updates that I give, it's never going to bother you. I'm still going to be here doing this stuff, all right? So I want you to know I'm not changing that. But I am going to start to explore ways I can try and potentially increase my income because I haven't got any, you know, not from this, but I just haven't got any. My outgoings and incomings are far too close. And, uh, you know, that's the absolute truth about it. So if there's ways I can just encroach it a little bit where I can start to, I don't know, treat myself, then why not? You know, I do all this for free and I don't mind doing that because I, I, the reason I do this is still always the same. I want to help someone. That's it. Um, but what I'm going to do is additional things that are not related already to the channel. All right. So like I'm going to start a, uh, a series on Patreon just called Life where for those who are more bothered about my everyday boring existence, it's going to be on there, you know, just where I'll film from the phone and I'll probably use that lapel mic that I got from uh, for when I went and did that trip to Barcelona. Just random updates about what's going on, you know, where I'm up to. Um, just a bit more of the personal side and the random thoughts that go through my head that I don't share here. Um, and I'm also going to do a series over there called Unfiltered. Um, where it's basically going to be like I would do here, where especially when I do news topics related to autism, I have to be so diplomatic when I do them on places like YouTube. You're not really allowed to pick a side. You can't go too heavy or too strong on an opinion. But I do have that opinion, you know. So I'm going to start to do those types of videos where I'm a bit more loose and a bit more able to talk freely 
over there. Um, you know, and if no one signs up, I'm still going to do it, you know. Um, and then one day maybe someone will. I mean, there, there are people who are signed up. I just, at the minute, it's just there as a cheers, Paul. You know, that's all it's really there for. I don't really do anything with it. But I am going to start, all right? So if you want to dip in and have a nosy every now and again, you're more than welcome. Um, you don't have to say stay subscribed forever for no reason, just to pay me a living. I, I don't, you know, no one owes me one. But I'm just letting you know. All right, so don't shoot me for it. Speaking of shooting, that's kind of why I want to do this video. All right, terrible segue, but we are where we are. I want to talk about what is an autistic meltdown. And the reason I want to talk about it is because there was this guy called, and I'll get his name wrong, I think it's Louis de Zoysa. A couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, he killed a police officer, shot him in England. And um, it's in the news, you know, it's in the news now because I think he's actually at court for it now. And they're talking about um, that he was suffering an autistic meltdown at the time this happened. All right. And I'm autistic and I have my opinion and shameless plug, but I'm going to stick this video probably before this one's ever live over on Patreon <laughs> where I give you my honest opinion on what I think of this shooting um, and autism and it being linked to autism because I can't do that here. Um, so I've got to be more diplomatic and approach it from the angle of what is an autistic meltdown. So the claim in, that, in this shooting that the autistic person, if he is autistic, was suffering an autistic meltdown. But the thing is, if you were to look up this guy, this Louis de Zoysa, there is CCTV footage of him being arrested because they've got body cam footage and these videos of this guy in the police cell when he supposedly was going through an autistic meltdown. I don't see one, all right? And what I want to be perfectly clear about is we are all different. You know, autism is that individual difference. And the way I will do something will be different than the way somebody else does something, but... And it's a big but. There's a lot of commonality within what all autistic people feel, what we go through, how our mental processes, the things that might be a stumbling block for us, and, dare I say, our reaction when we are burning out, shutting down, or melting down. And, you know, like just to give you a, a mini version of my perspective on what the difference is between a burnout, a meltdown and a shutdown. And that is the severity chain, by the way. It's burnout, then a meltdown, then a shutdown. Shutdown being the worst. But a burnout is when you're doing too much for too long. And just like if you were using your mobile phone and that battery is going down, but you don't reduce how much you use it. That battery's going to carry on depleting at that rate, and in the end, it'll hit zero, and you can't do anything anymore. That's what a burnout is, from my perspective. For me, I hit this wall where it's like, oh, I can't do that anymore. And then it's kind of my body's way of going, enough, Paul. You know, I appreciate you enjoy this high, high intensity. I enjoy you feel like you operate very well during these times of high intensity, but I don't. 
You know, I need to keep calm. I need to be quiet. I need to rest. And you're not letting me rest. You're not letting your brain sleep at night. You know, you're not giving your mind a moment's peace. So I'm going to enforce that on you. That's what my head does. You know, that's what my body does. And it just lets me know because then I'm just, you know, and people will know this. It's like when you hit your stride and you're going 400% faster and harder and better than everybody else around you, you do hit burnout. You know, and that's when you, you know, you might like go, oh yeah, I'll take a week off. And the second you're off, you're ill. You get ill. You just get a cold out of nowhere or you, you know, you get sore throat for no reason. And you're like, oh great, I'm off, but now I'm unwell. So that's because you've allowed your body to rest. You've let your mind rest and now your body's catching up. You know, that's a burnout. Too much for too long and you hit zero and your body says enough. That's a burnout. A meltdown, from my perspective, is, and I use this term quite often to people to explain to them what my version of a meltdown is. I say, you will know when I'm melting down because I will set the world on fire. In other words, you're going to notice. You are going to notice when I am melting down. There will be visible signs. There is loudness where there wasn't loudness. There is animation, a lot more animation when there was no animation. I am irritated. I am short-tempered. I am quick to snap. I cannot calm down. I am losing it. I'm not calm and collected. Not by a long shot. Not 1% of me is. I am no longer hidden, which is what I need to be. I'm no longer... Um, in the background, I'm no longer out of the spotlight. Things which I feel I need in life, I need to be anonymous. And when I'm melting down, I'm front and center. I am being seen. The spotlight is on me and I am doing nothing to help myself because I can't help it. You know, I think I did a video a while ago where I had a very mini version of one when I was in an exam for Legionella. <laughs> and, you know, the exam paper landed in front of me. You know, this was like I was brand new in a, in a new job around people I didn't know. Sat in this course for a week over something I was vaguely familiar with, but there was a hell of a lot more to learn. I opened up the exam paper and I recognized nothing and I just could not keep it in. And I'm irritated. And in the end, because I couldn't keep it in, you know, I sort of slam my pen down, that gets attention. And, you know, I start breathing heavy. I'm irritated. I'm looking around like I just want to dive out the window, you know, and. It, it then brought the attention, which is what I hate. But that was the that was the smallest. That was me at one percent, you know, melting down. But it affects me a hundred percent mentally when it does, no matter how bad I outburst. But that to me is my version of a meltdown. You know, there's something visible when ice cream melts. It changes. It moves. It's visible. You can see something happening. That's melting down, Chernobyl. When that was melting down, there was visible things to notice there as well, you know. There's something to see with a meltdown. And then a shutdown is when it's been a bit like the burnout, where it's just too much for too long. You know, a shutdown is a shutdown can happen when there is no answer left. You could have melted down, you could have burned out, you could have done both. But you are in this state where you are not allowed to respond 
in the way you would want to. It's like you're locked in. It is for me. It's like I'm locked in. I can't do what I want to do. I can't think how I want to think. It's like it's almost like there's a a switch on the inside of me that goes, we're putting you in standby mode. That's a good way of explaining it. Just like a TV. A TV can work. You can see things on a TV. You can hear things on a TV. But when you turn it off, it's not off. It's on standby. So it's ready to do something, but not yet. It's just until somebody can make it do something. I go into standby mode. That's where selective mutism kicks in for me because someone can be right in front of me and they'll be like, hiya, Paul, are you okay? And I'll be looking at them. And in my head, I've heard what they've said, but it's almost like I have been allowed to be a passenger in somebody else's body. And all I'm allowed to do is just be a witness. You know, I'm just there for the ride. I'm just sat there going, yeah, okay. So I'm looking out of somebody else's eyes, but I have no control over anything they do. So if someone says, hi, Paul, are you okay? I just look at them and in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm all right. Um, but that's in my head and I don't say it. And I'm just looking at them. So it comes across really weird. But then I will sit here. I won't do my hobbies on the computers. I won't load up my favorite games. I won't visit my favorite websites. I won't sort my emails. I won't have a shower, but I'll stand in the bathroom and look at the shower. It's like I can get as far as I need to get, but I can't do the reason I'm there. I'm just empty of the reason to do anything anymore because everything has been depleted from my system and now I'm in standby. So they, for me, are three entirely different things for the way I feel and the way I react and the way I respond. Very, very different. So when I'm melting down, an autistic meltdown for me, it doesn't just happen. It can't, for me personally, just happen because I assess and plan everything I do. I can't help it. It's not that I'm sat here going, yeah, if you're having problems, I don't because I think about them first. Not at all. I can't help but think about them. They keep me awake at night. I over plan. I can't help it. Because all I'm trying to do is mitigate circumstances. I don't want to melt down. I don't want to have a bad day. I don't want to hiccup. I don't want anything to go wrong. I just want to leave the house, get through what I need to with the lowest amount of fuss and come home again. That's it. I want to avoid humans. I want to avoid mess, confrontation, annoyances. I just want to relax. Going out's hard. So for melting down, it needs to be a series of things leading up to it or one thing intensely. So. Like I said, with that exam example that I gave, I was in a place that wasn't my home. I was staying in a hotel and the hotel was not good. And there was seagulls the size of donkeys trying to attack you every time you left the hotel door, which was petrifying. It just wasn't an enjoyable place to stay. I was never able to switch off because if you weren't in this room learning, you would go back to the hotel, you would shower and you were straight back out because everyone's like, right, we're all going for food. And for me, it's like, 
oh, well, I can't say no because it's a brand new team. I'm brand new to the company and they're good enough to pay for this course for me, really good enough to pay for it. I've got to play the game, you know, and I, I was... I was never getting my recharge. I was never getting my alone time. And, you know, the, the, the pan of sitting water slowly starts to bubble, but not enough for it to bubble over. Just letting me know something's happening. You know, and day after day after day, trying to retain this information, writing notes, trying to give myself the right prompts because the way I was being taught is not the way I learn. And it's like, I've got to try and translate this and stay on track, which is why, you know, four or five days of this, it comes to the exam, I was already tired from not being able to rest. I was already burnt out from this high level of socializing with strangers, being away from home, trying to learn this course, already hitting meltdown moments and little points, but it's like, you know, come on. It was like I was saying to myself, come on, Paul, you've got two more hours. You'll be back in your car. You can be driving home. You can scream. You can shout. You can put metal music on. You can let it out on the way home, you know, because otherwise you just drive past people who've got the mouth open, like ah, screaming. You're just like, guess they're having a bad day, you know, but they don't know you. They're not going to follow you home and make sure you're all right. You know, the car's a good release for me. When I hit that motorway, I'll do what I want. You know, I'll, I'll be safe driving, but I'll do what I want. And that's where I can let it out. And that was what I was telling myself at that time. I can release all of this on the drive home. And I know I'm going home and I'm going to see the animals and I'm going to see my pajamas. I'm going to be in my shower. I'll be in my bed, my smells, my, you know, my sanctuary, my safe space. I had that in my mind. It was that close. And then the exam paper opens up and I don't recognize any of it. And I, I, I lost it, but I lost it in the smallest way. But it was still ridiculously visible because meltdowns are visible for people like me. I've also witnessed autistic people melting down. I've witnessed it often. And the reason I've witnessed it often is because many moons ago when I used to work away and I used to work on holiday parks, we used to have like parties come and in one of the parks I worked on, they used to have um, like mental health, like day outs. And, you know, we were linked to quite a lot of places in the local area. And there was also a lot of owners of caravans who had autistic children. They were all different. They were all on different points on the spectrum. But every time one of them had a meltdown, we knew. And that was before I even knew what autism was. I just used to see these kids losing it in the nicest possible way. That's what it was. They were losing it. They were losing control. They were not able to keep themselves contained. It was an outburst. It was a release. It was something that needed to happen. I have never to this day witnessed a meltdown that isn't visible, which by the nature of it, I wouldn't, because if it's hidden, how am I supposed to see it? I've never seen somebody going through a meltdown where they're not at least stimming heavily. For me, when I get when I need it in public, I told you I do this thing with my fingers where they're just offbeat ever so slightly, like a millisecond difference between the fingers, and I just tap them. But I do it really fast because it's a real distraction and it helps me. So when I'm starting to lose it, there's a visible sign that something's happening. 
There is always something. And when you start to see it is when you can start to do something about it. You know, if you've got a younger child and you're, you notice they're, they're stimming heavily and they might not be speaking back and you're in a busy area, get out the busy area. First and foremost, just get out of it. That might be the thing setting it off. It's just the reason I'm telling you this, the reason I'm bothered about it is because of this shooting that's happened where this person's supposedly autistic and supposedly the shooting happened whilst he was going through an autistic meltdown. But on the CCTV footage, I don't see 1% of what I know to be an autistic meltdown from my perspective, the perspectives I've witnessed, the perspectives given by people I talk to via this channel, all over the world, different points of the spectrum, even people who care for persons with autism who might also have learning difficulties thrown in that mix where they're more of a carer. When we've talked about meltdowns over the last couple of years, no one has told me about a meltdown where there's not one, one sign of it at all. Not 1% of visibility on a meltdown. Under a meltdown, you're also not very compliant. If you watch the video of this Louis DeZoyser who killed a police officer, which is what he did, there's no, no argument, no defense. He doesn't show any sign of irritation, except when the police are trying to take the gun off him. That's it. They're trying to wrestle it from him. And what's he doing while they're doing that? He's shooting it. No. Let me explain why he wasn't going through a meltdown. He went and bought a gun. You don't have the patience to attend an auction when you're going through a meltdown. You know, not only that, I'm assuming it was decommissioned. I'm assuming the firing pin potentially was removed. It, why would you sell a working gun at an auction when they're illegal in England? So there's a part of that I need to research because it doesn't make any sense to me. This guy, this Louis DeSoyser, then went and made his own bullets. You don't do that under a meltdown. So not he's got this gun, he's got these bullets. He then loads the bullets into the gun. He has a holster for it, so that was purchase or made. You don't do that under a meltdown. He then wasn't padded down properly by the police, which I'm pretty sure the people who did that will feel guilt for the rest of their lives since one of their colleagues was murdered via their... The fact that they didn't um, pat him down properly. He then, from being arrested, he also had cannabis on him as well. From being arrested, transported to the police station and put in the cell. Got his gun, got it to his hands and waited for the police. You wouldn't do that under a meltdown. Does anybody who has meltdowns have premeditation? Are you able to rationalize with yourself that strongly where you can go, yeah, what I'll do is I'll get the gun in my hands and then uh, that'll be a really good idea when they see it. Or I'm going to shoot someone. Someone's coming down with me. You know, th th there's, there's an element, no matter how stupid your thought process would be in that moment, it's still premeditation. He could have got it all the way to his hands and gone, you know, albeit his hands were behind him, but he could have threw it. 
he could have thrown that gun away. He could have tossed it to the side. And when they walked in, gone, I also had a gun on me. It's over there now. He could have done anything, and he didn't, because it was premeditation. Buying a gun, making it work, getting bullets, making bullets, should I say, not getting bullets, making bullets, loading a gun, walking the streets with a loaded handgun, getting arrested, not saying you've got this weapon on you, not making it known, not getting rid of this weapon, and then shooting it, discharging it whilst they're trying to wrestle it off you. Allow me to tell you that that's not an autistic meltdown. You're sincerely an autistic person who has them often. He just doesn't tell you how often he has them. And the reason I just wanted to sort of talk about it is because I get very annoyed by, you know, autism being given a very infantile celebration when something good happens to one of us. It's like, oh, little Archie stroked a dog today. He's not stroked a dog all his life. He's 12. Well done, Archie. Yay, his autism is his superpower. That's what we get for good things. But when it's bad, autism is dark. It is sinister. It is evil. It is the thing that is capable of a man crafting his own bullets and then purposefully waiting to discharge it in a holding cell in a police station and kill a police officer. The first police officer to die in a police station by being shot in England by this guy. And then what's his defense? He was suffering a mental abnormality of an autistic meltdown. No, he wasn't. And you know what, my friends? You are more than entitled to fully disagree with me, but I'm big enough and ugly enough to put my face and voice right here to just give my opinion to. And that's all it is. It's an opinion, but mine's an educated opinion over my entire life having meltdowns knowing what they are, knowing how to control them, and knowing how I lose control when I have them. It doesn't lose control once. And there's so many more things I'd love to say, but I just wanted to let you know that meltdowns are visible. They brew. They don't just burst and happen. It's like a volcano. A volcano lets you know it wants to erupt. So do we. So do I. Especially me. I set the world on fire once I've blown. But, you know... There's no smoke without fire. You'll see signs that something's ready to happen at some point if we don't change this dynamic. From the body cam footage to the footage in the cell, nothing changes about this guy. I don't believe he was suffering uh I don't believe he was suffering an autistic meltdown at all. I believe he was just a foolish person doing a foolish thing who's committed a very foolish act. And with his fourth bullet bullet, he hit himself. And, you know, he's been affected by it. Well, that's called consequences for your actions, as will be the punishment that needs to come to him. And I just so hope autism does not get used as any form of defense because none of that, purchasing a gun, making bullets, carrying a gun, getting arrested, not letting people know you've got a gun, keeping it concealed, shooting out in a police station, none of that's an autistic meltdown. It's just foolish, foolish uh, choices that that person made. But I hope this helps. Um, if you're sat there screaming and you're angry, ah, oh, well, you know, that's a shame, but uh, we're all allowed our opinion. Like I said, I have done a, another video where I'm a bit stronger on my opinion, which I've stuck on Patreon. Shameless plug. I'll do plenty of them. 
Um, but come on, man, I'm allowed, you know. Um, but that's my opinion on a meltdown, and I hope it helps. And until next time, thanks for watching, and keep smiling.